What's going on, Brew Crew? Got another special series here for you. This one is with former Bengals kicker Shane Graham. So sit back, grab you a cold one, and enjoy part one of this two-part series. And we will get back with you with part two tomorrow. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. weekly edition we are recording with a couple fellas here at Bengals of Brews Derek and I are joined by Bengals captain good to see you cap he's gonna pretend he can't hear me and we are joined by uh, former Bengals kicker pro bowler all pro number 17 Shane Graham Let's go, oh. Shane. thanks for having me hey thanks for joining us how are we doing this evening Shane I'm doing well. I have a feeling it's going to get even better. I think so, too. And hopefully this one, we won't have any technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just jinxed it. Yeah, right. No. Hey, you, you always got to admit it yeah. and go from it. See, Shane's pulling a, he's pulling a cap now. So. <laughs> he's acting <laughs> All right, Shane, I know you have started. Um, you're the CEO of this, right? This is your company, the yes. Elite Winning Solutions. Yes. Um, so I, I thought that maybe that would be something you'd want to talk about first here before we break into pure chaos like our show normally does. <laughs> so <laughs> essentially, it's a uh, it's like a boutique consulting company where um, it focuses on special teams and football, but but it can actually end up turning into other things for performance based business or sports. Where I do seminars, I bring in guest speakers. Um, do things like that. I've had I've had a webinar type thing where I had Adam Benatari, uh, Sam Cook, and um, Patrick Manley. You know, guys that are known as being some of the best punter, kicker, snappers in the history of the NFL. And with these guys on this, I had a I had a sports psychologist as the moderator. So these guys just had a conversation for over an hour, talking about what worked for them, what hardships they went through, things like that. Um, then coaches, I work with coaches to consult with them on their special teams, on their specialists. If it's the lower level, like high school, middle school, things like that, then obviously I can help them more on their overall special team schemes and, and return games and coverages and drills and all that kind of stuff. And the, the computer drawing skills and all the things that go into the logistics of putting together practice and scouting your opponent and building a game plan. 
once you get up into the colleges, I won't work so much with those coaches because I will be working with high school athletes and you can't really cross that bridge because of NCAA recruiting issues and things yeah, like yeah. that. And then when it comes to like NFL teams, I can maybe be brought in on a temporary basis to work with like a rookie kicker or rookie specialists or anything along those lines. Um, and then I'll also be doing, you know, things where I go to like these facilities that, that train guys in the off seasons. And these guys take it very serious and they go to these places that are like super high tech, the greatest facilities and nutrition and all this kind of stuff. But they're always teaching either football skills or bench 40 vertical, you know, like all those kind of things that are, that, that can possibly get you noticed at the combine. But then I go and I do drills for all the guys that are third round draft pick or later that, are going to have to make the team on kickoff coverage, punt return, uh, kickoff return, punt protection, all those kind of things that all these guys have to do to give themselves value to make the team. Because let's be honest, if you're drafted in the fifth round, unless you're a specialist, you're probably not drafted to be a starter. You're drafted to be a developed guy or maybe find a role somewhere through an injury or something down the road. But if you don't have special teams value, you may or may not make the team. Because if you're the sixth sure. or seventh receiver on that roster on, on game one, you're probably not going to be on that roster or you're probably not going to travel one way or the other. So yep. if you give value on special teams, so I try to put these drills together and these different things to help these guys hit the ground running when they get to training camp. So it's kind of a everything from working with teams, coaches, players to private lessons. I mean, across the board, I don't just want to be a kicking guru. That's, that's not really what I want to do. It's more along the side with kicking. It's actually going to be more the mental preparation and mental performance aspect of it as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And I got, I wanted to at least mention down here for anybody that tunes into this, once we put it out and stuff, we got uh, contact information for Shane, his Twitter account here at Shane Graham 17 on Twitter. And then also his uh, email, if you're interested in learning more about his training sessions and any more about what he was just talking about, it's Elite Winning Solutions. And his email is coming up here because I don't remember it off the top of my head. (laughs) Shane at EliteWinningSolutions.com. I was trying to draw that out long enough that I could just read it. That was a tough (laughs) one to remember, Dale. Shane. (laughs) Yeah, shut up. Come on. (laughs) Let's go home from work. There's a why. You got to remember the why. Yeah, a lot of people don't. I I was on that. <laughs> I, I love that just because, you know, for, for Bengals fans, we all know Darren Simmons gets talked about for head coaching opportunities around oh, yeah. circles, you know, every year. People forget about how important special teams are. Uh, we've seen it make an enormous impact in games. But, you know, it sounds like in that role, in that room, you're kind of in every part of the game. Yeah. So you can help you know, create head coaches one day and, you know, especially with helping the players make the team, you know, that's a breeding ground for the next generation of players. Yeah. They, they, we find out they're more valuable now that they've had how many reps on special teams and, and bam, you know, they're, they're in the game. They're, they're the receiver catching the touchdown. Yeah. So that's great that you're, uh, you're, you're branching out holistically there. Yeah. I mean, if, if you look at the, like, so there's, there's two versions of like an example and I, and I do presentations to teams and to players about 
the importance of special teams that they may not notice when they're in college, because when you're in college, let's be honest, if you're a draftable guy in college, you're probably one of your team's best players. And there's mm-hmm. a good chance that your team may or may not want to take a risk of an injury or fatigue or whatever. You know, there's also studies that show that the best teams in college do use their best players on special teams the most. That's that's a proven fact. But for for how many of those guys are going to be first and second round draft picks, it's a small number. But when you look at, let's just say, um, Terrell Davis. Does anybody know the story of Terrell Davis? Hall of Fame running back. Uh, I don't think Denver, I do. Denver Broncos. I know yep. you're no, talking no, about no, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he goes in, he goes into Denver and he's like fourth or fifth on the depth chart at running back. He goes in during the preseason game and just absolutely lights somebody up on a kickoff. And all of a sudden everyone's like, Hey, let's give the rook a chance. Give him some reps. Let him, let him get some film out so he can kind of prove himself. And before you know it, like starting running back and then goes into playing the hall of fame, didn't have to play special teams very much. But that's where he got his opportunity. And then on the opposite side of that, you've got a Matthew Slater in New England who the only significant stats he had in college was that he had, uh, you know, one year he had three returns for touchdowns in a season. And then he had 25 tackles on special teams. And I think he had two carries as a wide receiver. Didn't even have any receptions that I could find in his stats. Two carries. One was for zero yards and one was for like negative six yards or something. So. Um, but he's made over $25 million and made multiple pro bowls because he has gone to the NFL quote unquote as a wide receiver, but he has been purely special teams and been a big leader on that team, helped them win super bowls. And he's had one reception in his entire career wide receiver. Yeah, that, wow. that's crazy. And that, that was one thing I was going to talk about. I was looking to, cause I can't remember his name. The, the guy we drafted in the third round, uh, the safety, or it wasn't the third round. It was like fifth the, round. Tyson fifth round. Anderson from Toledo that the yeah. Bengals drafted this year. Um, yeah, yeah, he played like all every unit of special teams, and I think like he's a solid safety. But mm-hmm. his amount of special team staff snaps and what they think they can get from him in that aspect. Oh yeah, is why they were so high on him. Oh, and, yeah. and I can promise you that that Darren had a big hand in getting that guy there. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. But yeah, I was just going to say, you know, he. I think he. They said he had like 900 special team snaps last year for his for uh, Toledo, and uh, I. I wanted to know. I was going to ask you how important that was. Well, when, when when guys are being evaluated, I can tell you when I was at Michigan State, when I was at Florida, when I was at Central Michigan, um, I got calls from a lot of NFL special teams coordinators asking about certain players, and. You know, at Central Michigan, it was hard to really get a lot of your draftable players on special teams because if they're that good, then you probably got to save them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan State, you know, we had um, uh, Joe uh, Bocci, and he was a guy that played on special teams until we kicked him out. Like, we were like, listen, we can't. You've got a sore knee. You've got a sore yeah. elbow. Like On the Bengals now also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he was one of my favorite players when I was at Michigan State. And, you know, he was just a phenomenal athlete, a hard worker, super selfless, just a great guy. And, you know, he just, as soon as I found out that he signed there, I, I hit up Darren and I was like, hey, 
I'm going to do everything I can to make sure this guy's like connected with you. He's like, oh yeah, he's already texted me. Well, I had just been texting <laughs> Joe and said, hey, Joe, make Darren your best friend and you need to go to <laughs> shadow. Yeah. Now, we appreciate um, that. <laughs> I was going to say he had some really important, um, some really important snaps in in the playoff run, if I remember correctly. I was trying to try. No, to Joe got Joe got hurt <laughs> for us, but it, in the regular season he was yeah, coming yeah, in yeah. to step in when there was other injuries, was and he was playing yeah. really well before yeah. he got injured. So I think he's going to stick around here. I mean, the kid's a, a hell of a player and a hard worker, and when yeah. you bring that special teams value, that's what can help you stick on these teams. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's funny when you see him in college, and I think he was a Mike linebacker, but, you know, I think the athletic ability that he had wasn't necessarily true to, like, most college Mike linebackers because they're known for being not quite as agile and and, and as explosive as, as other outside linebackers can be. But he was just such a phenomenal athlete that I think he could – you know, he, he could really be a, a benefit to the team, not just on special. Sure. Absolutely. And uh, let's let's start a drinking game since we are also the bruise portion <laughs> of this podcast. You got what are we? Well, first off, what are we drinking? I've got a Miller Lite. I've got coffee. I mean, you're well, going to work. I, I got to go to work here in a little bit. So I'm, uh, I'm, with the I'm between. Uh, oh, you guys are killing. You guys are both <laughs> going to make me cry right now. I'm, I'm not sure. I need, I need to choose here. Which one should I start with? <laughs> oh, God. Ooh. Look at him. Look at him. I, I don't know. What Hold on. Well, I got to take a drink flex. for that. That is a subtle solid flex. flex. That right is there. a su- subtle flex. Not solid, Barrett. Come on. Mm. Get our own tags right. No, that one's solid. I, I know our whole thing is subtle flex, but there's okay. nothing subtle about that. <laughs> I had I had to do it when I watched Clark when the, the clip was showing it was Clark. I had to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna try to make that a thing going forward. But I thought maybe this drinking game could be if we do any shout outs, any shout outs throughout the time. Yeah, we'll take a drink because I want to start off by shouting out Matt, who is Bengals and Bourbon on Twitter, who yeah. I believe was talking to you, Shane, and mentioned yes. us. So I want to shout out Matt, good friend, good friend yeah. of all ours. Hey. Shout out Matt. We appreciate yeah, you, man. Here's the match. Matt, Matt is a up. wizard. The yeah. the stuff that he finds, the relationships he's built to find stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, so I, I work with a guy. Uh, he is a uh, higher level uh, gentleman of the company, and his background on all of our meetings is his bourbon wall, and <laughs> it's I would guess between sixty and eighty thousand dollars worth oh, of wow. bourbon. And I'm not exaggerating. He's got stuff that's one off. He has, uh, you know, shaken hands from, you know, master distillers and whatever and cultivated these relationships too. He's got stuff I have never seen. Hey, shout day. out that guy. Shout out that guy. Yes. 100%. <laughs> Matt is like the target version of him. Matt can find stuff that he hasn't found. I, yeah. I got that. Matt helped uh, help me get this guy. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yep. And uh yeah it disappears but, with your background son. It's like yeah. <laughs> there. Angel's there. envy is it 10 years? Is that right? Yeah, the 10 year. Yeah. Just don't yeah. go over your left shoulder, you'll cover the best part. Exactly. <laughs> I had to include that. Subtle yeah. flex. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he uh he was actually offering me money for that, and that's how I got that. And it it was thanks to Matt. 
Yeah. 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 Matt Matt will text me and me and Cap all the time and be like, Hey, I'm I'm here and I've got this. Do you guys want it? And it's a lot of times I gotta tell him no. <laughs> if I told him yes every single time, I my wife would be mad at me. Yeah, but. you'd be kicked out of the house if you bought everything <laughs> that Matt was able to get you. Well, and in, in fact, Matt just just told me he's given me a bottle of this. This is Willow. Oh, there you go. Matt. Yeah, he, he, he's oh, just a man. great guy. Like oh, yeah. he's like, I just want to see you guys. Like you, you know, yeah. I I've only met him like a couple times. You guys have met him more, but yeah. I mean, he's just like, I want to see good people succeed. Like, and I'm like, exactly. You know, you could, you could that, tell man. just one of those genuinely good dudes. <laughs> Point where you know I work in cybersecurity, so I'm always talking about risk, and you know, warning flags go up like. Is he for no? He's he's for real. Yeah. He's yeah. just legitimately yeah. a great dude. You get alarmed by like how good of a dude he is. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Like wait, you're like minute. I'm not used What's to this. <laughs> but um, going into the the bourbon a little bit, let's let's talk about your guys' favorite pours that you've had so far. Shane what, and and Cap will will do you two because Dale definitely probably doesn't know what we're talking about. But nope, I'll just say <laughs> here, drink my Miller Lite. <laughs> But Shane, we'll start with you. What, what's your favorite pour? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm fairly new in bourbon. Uh, I avoided darker liquors early on in my drinking because, uh, you know, I, I had to, one, pick and choose when I drank because, mm -hmm. you know, there, I had to turn it off at certain times because I had to be, you know, my top performance, things like that. And, you know, I had to get up early and do things. Even though I don't get hangovers at all, my wife did not believe me when we were dating, and then all of a sudden she started realizing, like, there's no way you don't have one tomorrow. Hey, that, that is a subtle flex right there. Even okay, okay so Shane, yeah. even even right now, you still don't get hangovers. <laughs> to this day, like I promise you, like if I get hammered and me and I drink some more with my wife, wow. I have friends come over, I will wake up at six in the morning and I will be hit the ground running. I do not have any lingering effects. Hold on, me, yeah. Mark's off. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? No, that's, you've already got it. You've already got it. When I hit 40, it was over. I am chugging Gatorade and Advil yeah. the night before to make sure I'm, I can function tomorrow morning. You know, I'm I, I, remember the, I remember the night of my last hangover. And wow. it was in Cincinnati. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can tell the story if you want. Yeah, yeah let's, let's go into it. <laughs> Okay, so uh, there was a car show in town. I think it was called Cavalcade or something. Oh, like yeah. That. Yep. Um, and I was real close with a bunch of guys uh, that ran a car shop, Spade Creations, up in uh, northern hey, yeah. Cincinnati. So we had gone to it. And then there was like this party at some, you know, douchey club or something like downtown. So we all go to There's a, a lot of those. <laughs> so I had basically decided, like, hey, I'm going to have a, a, a late night after party at my house. So me and a couple of guys, we all kind of chipped in. We got some, like, limos and stuff, and we're pouring people into these limos to, like, come back to the house and party. And on the way home, I had to have the car I was in pull over so I could throw up. And so that just shows you the level I was on at that point. Well, then I'm a big rally guy, so I was able to finish the night, had a great night. Everything was fun. Woke up the next morning riding four-wheelers around at 6 at well, and went to bed at 5. Uh, woke up the next morning at 7 and was riding four-wheelers around the neighborhood uh, with the neighborhood kids, and there were still people at the house and just 
had a good old time. Well, then that very next night we had more shenanigans to do for that weekend and had another night about the same level, woke up the next morning and well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Out of order. Story out of order. Woke up the next morning, felt like crap. You know, had stuff to do, clean the house up, all that. I'm like, um, you know, your head's swimming and all that stuff. So then the next night had a very similar night happen. And then I just woke up in the morning and it was a Sunday and my neighbors are out like getting their paper before they go to church or something. And I'm out on a four wheeler. I may or may not have had just a towel on. And <laughs> pull up to my neighbor and they're like, uh, so you had a couple parties uh, this weekend. Oh, thanks for inviting me. And I was like, I was more worried about you calling the cops than, <laughs> you know, but most of my neighbors were 10, 15 years older than me in this neighborhood. So, uh, so I just thought, man, this is crazy. I don't have a hangover. And then, you know, whatever the next time it was that I ended up drinking enough to where I felt like I should probably get one, I just started noticing one after one. I feel fine. And then after a couple of years, like I started kind of bragging about it because I'm like, I don't get hangovers. And then <laughs> just expecting like any day now, like the spider bite's going to wear off. Right. And right. just kept happening. I met my wife about five years ago and, you know, we're dating first time we really kind of drank with her family. And it's like a, a long, like day and night type thing out on the lake. And they're like, well, I guess we'll see everybody around 10 or 11, you know, when the adults get up and, you know, I guess I was considering myself one of the kids, but, uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I always do. <laughs> yeah. So I get up in the morning at six and I, uh, you know, have coffee and I'm sitting out with my uncle or uncle-in-law or soon to be uncle-in-law in a few years at the time. But, uh, He's like, you don't get hangers? I'm like, I told y'all last night I don't get hangers. They're like, well, nobody believes you. <laughs> you know? So I basically had to prove over time, like, I do not get hangovers. Even, yeah, well, even say, I, that was that was the moment your in-laws found out your name was actually Clark Kent, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and I always joke, you know, I, I wasted my superhuman power on not getting hangovers. I could have been faster than a speeding bullet or bulletproof or whatever. <laughs> imagine imagine the amount of money that you would have made in the NFL instead of being a kicker if you had, to, you know, that speed. <laughs> well, um, I, I was never known for my speed. <laughs> but if you had, if your superpower wasn't not getting hangovers. And you know what? Just like with Clark Kent. Uh, or Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, there, there you go. There That's you go. True. It That's still true. sounds like an elite winning solution to me. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like what you did there. Shout out cheers. elite winning solutions. I'll get my, my empty coffee cup here to, to cheers to that one. But <laughs> I asked my wife if she'd pour me a glass, but I don't think she's going to because she knows I, I got to go to work. But yeah, one, one thing Clark talked about was how like, the best thing about being like a specialist, which for a kicker, it's probably a little harder. Like I'm sure McPherson can't do it. And when you were playing, you probably couldn't, but how about now? Do you get recognized a lot? Like Clark's like, I go out and people ask me to take pictures of almost. Well, and, and, and so Clark has kind of evolved into a different story because, you know, one Clark is not shy by any means. Yeah. You know, I, I, we all know Clark's just not shy. 
Yeah, I know that now. I know that now. I didn't. Okay, well, I've known for sure. But um, there's been this evolution of, you know, long snappers. No news is good news. So if no one hears about the long snapper, he's doing his job. He's doing a good job. And I'd say probably for the longest time, it probably was that way. But, you know, with the help of social media, you know, Clark growing out the uh, the the wallet. You know, yeah. looking looking like the uh, FNA guy from Office Space. You know, like I think that image probably brought a little more. And then you look at the success that happened along this past year, probably made it exponential. With you know, like you know, when 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 he came out and said, "I think we need to change it to Shooter instead of Money Mac and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff." I think that started like raising a little bit more. Now it could have been happening before that. And I just, because I was coaching, I didn't really have the wherewithal to probably notice it. But I started seeing a lot more presence of people like recognizing him on social media when that started rolling down. And then when the team got more success and then when the field goal unit started playing a little bit more success into the season, you start getting a little bit more of the persona coming out. And and that's just something that I noticed. But he yeah. said no one recognized him, but I think it's just because he changes his facial hair like every five minutes. Like, <laughs> it must grow so fast that he can do that. There's <laughs> definitely people, I mean, especially these people, you know, that, that from the, the last year that I noticed, and, and, and I was saying this yesterday on a podcast I was on, that throughout this past season, it was refreshing for me to actually be a fan because, one, when Evan got drafted there, uh, I had kind of been not necessarily pushing, but exposing Darren to Evan for a long time before the draft. Thank okay. you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I think I was Darren, getting ready to show this real quick. I don't know. This is yeah. the, the picture yeah. everybody was talking Hold about. Hold on. Shout out Shane Graham for, yeah. for oh, the yeah. Evan McPherson oh, yeah. story well, and help. I think Darren would have found him either way. But uh, so when I started watching, I, you know, I, I'm fairly new to Twitter. I've only been on for like a, 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 a couple of years or so when I got into coaching. And I followed a few people that were Bengals fans in this snap. But I don't know. I just, for some reason, I just started kind of interacting a little bit more and paying more attention. And, you know, whether it was the captain or, or, or Bengalorian or, 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 you know, Jim, Jimmy or, or whoever, you know, just seeing all this interaction and I started interacting with guys and then guys would DM me and I, you know what, screw it. I'll message them back. And I started building little relationships with people and, and it was fun because I never really had a chance to do that. And then when I, when I started kind of seeing and, and, and the head coach got fired where I was at, at Florida, I started, you know, thinking, well, maybe I'll just start my own business. So give me a little more free time, do a little bit more like enjoying of life. You know, I'm 45 years old. I don't need to be working 20 hours a day coaching. So, you know, my wife and I bought a house in Michigan and decided to start a business. She, she works remotely for her company. And, and it's just like, it was fun to actually have like playoff watch parties at the house and not have to work and watch the Bengals games and, and, and just really get into it. I mean, I bought more gear in the last, you know, this past year 
because I always got it for free. I never had to buy it, but, <laughs> but I ended up buying like bingo gear and clothes and stuff for my wife. And, and just like, this is fun. Like, and, and I never really had a chance to do that before, but you know, now it's like, I don't know how many of my followers or how many I follow, but there's a lot of like the Bengals community that I just noticed that I never noticed before. Derek, yeah. do you need to get off here, buddy? Yeah, I was going to say I'm, I'm getting ready, okay. getting ready to go here in a little bit, but um, I, I definitely wanted to say, hey, here you go. My my lovely assistant brought it for me, so oh. cheers to you guys. Hey, don't work too hard, man. Okay, she said she's going to go get my my son is at school right now. Today was it? I tried to talk. Before I got that drink down. Oh, oh yeah, yeah that didn't work well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, um, I was just going to say, that was one thing I was going to mention. We've got our Bengals and Brews t-shirts, so we'll have to definitely send you one. Do you want the, uh, like, Cap over here is going to get the, the lovely tank off, tank top to show off his guns and everything. You know, I see you got some, some big old out. cannon arms. Do you, do, you, do you want a t-shirt or a tank top or what what do you want uh shit i'll take a tank top all right I'm gonna rock the tank that and that's usually your flex you know yeah <laughs> well i i have i i used to be in pretty good shape and even when i left the Bengals, i i went through a couple years where i would gain weight and lose it gain weight and lose it but uh, towards the end of my career, I actually started lifting much harder and differently in training. I was stronger at the end of my career in my late 30s than I was in my 20s. Um, so I, I, if there was a tank top to be had, I was wearing it. So uh, I've just added a little bit of cushion to, uh, to everything now. To the gun show. <laughs> yeah. To the gun exactly. show. <clears throat> That's what I always tell my wife. I said, you know, I have abs. They're just protected. <laughs> yeah. Bubble wrap. Yeah. I was going to say, you're talking about getting back into the Bengals a little more. Um, and uh, I watched a little bit of you on there with uh, Iceman the other day. So you're talking about maybe tailgating some. We, we tailgate with Bomb Squad in Lot 1. Okay. And there's there's so many tailgates, but and they're all awesome. No, You know, yep. so, but that's where, like, all of us guys know each other. And Matt, we usually tailgate there. And uh, so I was thinking we should meet up. Even absolutely wherever hang out and uh yeah, bourbon yes how It'll recognizable be... are you number one now like if you go out somewhere does anybody recognize you okay no, i mean we would like and yeah because i got a thing i want to do i want to do some live stuff for this show at tailgates okay so here's a funny story i am coaching at michigan state and Darren Simmons tells me that I can come in and kind of spend some time with him during one of the mini camps. He's a rookie mini camp or something a couple of years ago. And I'm in the cafeteria, like sitting down with Darren and a couple of the other coaches. And one of the coaches comes up to us uh, that was there. Well, I'm not going to say who this is, <laughs> but he was there the whole time I was with Cincinnati. And he walks up and he goes to sit down at the table and he looks at me and goes, Oh, Hey, I'm coach. And I'm like, Hey, I'm Shane. I've known you for like 15 years. <laughs> and he was like, Oh my God. Well, so I, I was always clean shaven. Like when, when people look at pictures of me, when my time at Cincinnati, I was always clean shaven. Maybe I had a little goatee, 
but I could, I could grow hair right here because my soft spot had just grown in and some other things were just starting to drop. So uh, <laughs> I was going to ask you, though, would you be down for this? Because I want to like get like a beer can and make it as a microphone and walk around just interviewing just random people at the tailgate. Would yeah. you be down to walk around with us and I'll just I'll ask people like, hey, do you know who this is? And yeah. see how many Bengals fans, if they recognize we'll get, you or not. We'll get we'll get Shane to ask ask the Bengals fans, you know, who their favorite past Bengals kicker is. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all I need is for somebody to be like, oh, that effing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Right, like good. no one, no one remembers anything bad. You're oh, you're yeah, a legend. They do. Yes, they do. Some people we, do, hey, man. Some people are just some we people remember. live the hate. Some Those people, people don't go to games. Those people okay. are only on Twitter. Yeah, you know, but and honestly, probably the paranoia in me uh, also thought it was worse than maybe what it really was. But, you know, I, I knew that there were people that were extremely upset over certain kicks that I missed and this, that, and the other. But, uh, you know, when, when you see things in an egocentric manner, like we all do, it's human nature. Mm your perception of what other people think of you can be heightened or lowered based on your give a shit. Well, I always had a lot of give a shit. And when, you know, certain things would go bad, you would just hear the one person, you know, say some negative shit or what, or or murmur when you walk past. And, and, you know, it's just, I noticed it and I probably thought about it too much and, you know, I got past it, but like now when I got back into this world of, 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 of Bengal Twitter and all that. Uh, I was just openly honest with someone that would say something negative. I'd be like, Hey, you know what? And I wouldn't like, I would just be open out in front and tweet and say, you're right. It sucked. I really wish I'd have made that. And I, and I really felt bad about it. Uh, but I'm really pulling and hoping that other people don't make the mistakes that I made or blah, blah, blah. And then usually they're like, Oh, well, you know, really wasn't all that bad anyway. So yeah. you're still, yeah. You're still like, not, yeah, once some you give somebody an interaction, they're like, oh, man, I was being a dickhead. You know, and they, they actually, like, realize it when they get called out. Like That was one of the things that struck me. You had either commented or quote tweeted something I said and, and basically said, you know, looking back, I, I wish things had gone a little different. And that type of honesty – it, number one, it's difficult. We all know mm-hmm. it, it's difficult, but but to throw it out there, like oh my goodness, I had forgotten. But it it really seems like every kicker is a dark night. You know, you're just waiting until you're you're the villain. You yeah, know, you, you kick long enough, eventually it's going to come. And and I understand that. I actually have a, a unique story about Nugent. Uh, we won uh, one of the charity auctions for a free store food bank special teams dinner. Yeah. So we go to Palomino. Palomino's no, no longer around. Yeah. Uh, Nugent, Huber, and uh, Clark Harris couldn't make it. <clears throat> <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget that. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. That's great right there. But uh, hey, Clark, uh, you know, Chipotle, that's fine with me. Anyway, you know, <laughs> we, we ended up talking about that because I, I'll sit second row and, and I, I love yelling encouragement to the guys. And, and Nugent and Huber are always so zoned in. It, it's shocking to me. And, you know, Mike said, well, you know, fans aren't always nice. So you learn mm-hmm. to just 
tune it out completely to the point where you don't hear friends and family. Yeah. You know, how hard is that? Because you're, you're there, you're spotlight, you're on the field. It's just you and that football. How hard is it? I feel like, you know, with your company, some of the psychology of the game. Yeah. Help. So, so basically what you learn to do, and some people are better than others at this, is to compartmentalize and to be able to create your own like transit moment. So for me, whenever it was something that like, maybe there's things that maybe it's loud, maybe there's things going on, maybe it's an important moment or whatever. Um, I could create music in my head that that's all I heard. And whether the crowd was dead silent or, or loud, you don't hear it because I just, I just heard this music in my head. Uh, you know, when you're on the sidelines, uh, I knew when to turn it on and off when I was in the, on the sideline because uh, you can't you can't waste all your mental energy on being just locked in like the whole time you know like you've got to be able to relax and and maybe joke and have a laugh on the sideline with your teammates or you know somebody does something funny on the field or whatever like you got to be able to look over at Kevin or Clark or something and, and smile and enjoy. Mm -hmm. play a sport for a living, you know? Um, so knowing when and where to like turn that on and off, was there a trigger word? Is there a, uh, a, a mannerism an action, like something you do? Is it the moment your foot steps over the white line? Is it the moment you put your helmet on? Is it the moment you strap your chin strap? Like for, for everybody it's different, but it, there, there has to be a trigger. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen over the top? The the arm wrestling? Yes. Yeah. Sylvester what? Stallone. You guys have never seen that? No. Come on. Oh. Now I gotta watch you. So, <laughs> so, so I'm talking to. I'm do talking I look to like Dale I've seen right. anything about arm wrestling? Yeah, exactly. So I'm talking. Dude, that was such a good movie. Like I I watched that so many times growing up. Like I've seen it more than once. It, like it's a great movie. So me and Dale are gonna talk about this real quick. Yeah. Right. What was his, <laughs> What was his trigger to him getting in his zone? Here. He had a he had to turn the hat backwards. That was his trigger. He turned the hat backwards, and he was just an animal after that. Yeah. So that's my point. Is it's there, there's always something. <laughs> oh. <shit. laughs> you, I don't. You look like you're from France now. Oh man. <laughs> I, <don't>, <laughs> I look like a chef. Oh god. There you go. You look yes, almost yes. like a you look like a Russian sailor with that thing. <laughs> I, I, I was going to ask Shane a question and then step out and and check on my dog outside real quick. Okay, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> there, <laughs> he, he's already. I always me. break the freaking seal. It's always me. I'm going to just come up with random excuses, but <laughs> so. Uh... Just you know what I have one Amazon. Okay, it's a little. I, I, I yeah, I'm seriously. gonna have to get invest in something. I'll just be sitting I, here peeing. Just I have one, uh, the the one training camp uh, that we had. Uh, the, the oh, the yeah. the open family night. You know, the first thing from COVID. Uh, I did. I almost didn't make it. I I, I had pain. Like I was crying. Yeah, the, the pain. I'd that. never been that close, and I said never again. So I have something in my truck just in case. I, <laughs> I got a real easy solution for you. Just let it flow. Gatorade bottle. I was going to say you're 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 from the chest up anyway, right? 
Yeah. There you go. And I can mute my mic and, and you guys would never even know. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, that stupid We're, grin. That's yeah, I'd, be, I'd be sitting here going, oh. You just, have to, you just have to back your chair up, maybe lean forward a little bit. I think I'll just honestly always be honest and or I'll make up lies. Like, man, my dog's barking. You guys hear that? Oh. Now they they've talked. He about was that barking game. earlier. He really we, was. We've seen but, like special teamers sneaking off to little booths and stuff during games. Like, was that a problem? Everyone. <laughs> Is that and, something you all had to handle? Uh, Evan had to pee so much on the sideline of Florida, he would just pull the trainer's tent open and go pee in it. Yeah. <laughs> now we know something about Evan. <laughs> it was sanitary. Oh, it was, but but it's not just oh, yeah. him. This this is what a lot of players do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was sanitary, so yeah, it wasn't like course. he was like peeing on the side of the tent for writing his name on the wall or anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he was a, he was thirteen years old at the time, so I mean, he, shooter, <laughs> literally shooter, <Yeah>. shooter. <laughs> uh, so is that the nickname you like better, shooter? I mean, you know what? I had a bunch of nicknames. Um, I I don't really feel like I had the luxury to pick my nickname. Like, hey, call me this. So I think what I think people took it wrong when when everyone was saying like Money Mac and and this and that and the other. uh, Someone asked him what he liked and he's like, I think Money Mac sounds cool. I think a lot of people thought that was him trying to say, that's the name I want to go by. Yeah. That's not how it was. He wasn't being like that. But, but then Clark came out and said, no, it's got to be shooter. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, it's stuck because everybody on Twitter got passed around very quickly. And then, you know, every time he scored, everyone's doing that's that. Always fun. And, uh, well, Clark said they did it just to screw with them. It was like a oh, yeah. preseason game and him, he's like, Kevin, he's like, he's a rookie. Let's screw with him. You know, and then it was just took off. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you can tell like the whole fact that they do it, they're doing it to be like funny. It's not like this is our ritual, like, <laughs> right, <laughs> all that crap. It's yeah. just like it's funny because you can even see like when Clark and Kevin, like, they go get in like this really goofy stance and they're like, like beside of him, and you can tell it's like they're being funny, they're not like this mm-hmm. is our thing, it's like they're being funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody told me today, one of my buddies, uh, uh, that you're a big car and shoe collection guy. Is that uh, true? Like, I, I wouldn't say so. Okay. When I was at the University of Florida, um, we got a lot of free Jordan stuff. And then I kind of used some of my connections through Nike that I had when I played. And so I could sometimes get some some hard to get stuff or rare, rarer stuff. And then there were a few times where I was like, you know what? I kind of want to get something that not everybody else on the, the coaching staff or team, whatever has. So I might go to, you know, eBay or somewhere and make sure something was verified and maybe get a couple pair. But you know what? As soon as I left Florida, all the ones that were like Florida colors, sold them, sold them, sold them to somebody that was a shoe collector and, uh, made bank. I, so, like it wasn't like I like I collect them and I've got them like lined up like right if I, like if some I people this, if I carry this in the storage and showed you like some of the Jordan shoes that I have they're like in storage bags like on a shelf they're not like displayed or whatever yeah some um, people have their own rooms just for shoes yeah like. no, no, no no I wore mine like I the ones I had I wore them I didn't like get them to like the, the, yeah play or 
keep for 20 years. Well, so that one was bullshit. Going to call that guy and call him a liar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then you said cars, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, no, I was a car enthusiast. Okay. And I had some really nice cars, but I feel like I have have a nice SUV now. And my wife has a nice smaller SUV. But I do not collect cars. I, you know, there was a time where I had like a pretty flashy sports car. Maybe I had a couple other flashy cars. But I outgrew that. You know, that was that was called being 28 with more money than he knew what to do with. And yeah. Uh, not understanding long-term growth value of what that money can do for you versus spend it on frivolous shit. Yeah. And I figured it out after a few years, like, Hey, I'm really wasting a lot of money on this. And, uh, you know, I had a Lamborghini, I had a Jaguars, had Bentleys. I I had stupid Uh, shit. Yeah. That's what I think what he was talking about because he said something about a Jaguar. At some point. Yeah. And, and you know what, like I look back on it and it's embarrassing, but yet I lived, I had fun. YOLO. I was going to say, he wasn't on that, that Chad Johnson savings plan. (laughs) 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 That look you just got. All right, guys, I'm going to go check on my dog real quick. So you guys ask a couple questions. Well, I know these two are going to be leaving, so we may just be me and you talking for here in a little bit. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be right back guys. All right. All right. (laughs) <laughs> let's let's talk about that that a little bit. What what was your what was your impression of Chad Johnson? Was he could you you was with him for the majority of your, of your uh, career, yeah. right? My whole time in Cincinnati, he was with me. Um, you know, we got along great. You know, we we didn't we didn't necessarily like call each other up and say, "Hey, let's go get dinner." We weren't like on that level. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like Chad didn't really drink. You know, like I saw him carrying around a bottle one time of beer, but he was like, yeah, I just carry it and I don't drink from it. So I don't I don't judge one way or the other. I don't know if that was because you wanted to have that perception or if because you really didn't. But yet also for someone who ate McDonald's all day long, I don't know that it was really for nutrition. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, we were just different. You know, I like he was kind of a I'm so physically gifted and talented and then he could work hard uh but just we were just different personalities you know like i'm a very obsessive compulsive like everything's got to be in a certain type of order and detail and you know that just uh you know we, traits we just, i want in my kicker what's yeah. that yeah. traits i want in my kicker Absolutely. yeah yeah so you know we just we 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 weren't kindred spirits to like hang out every other day now I did have guys on the team that were like guys I was like that with, but you know, like Frosty, Frosty Rucker was like my best friend, best man at my wedding. Like, okay. To this day, we talk all the time, like, uh, get together for vacations and stuff. Like it, it, you know, it's just, we were compatible. I was compatible with, you know, with Kevin and with Kyle Larson and, you know, Brad St. Louis and, mm-hmm. and so, uh, you know, Dahani Jones and so many other guys I could go down the list forever. Uh, you know, Scott Kustro was someone that I still keep in touch with and always really liked and Rich Bram and, you know, just Willie Anderson. There, there were just different guys, yeah. but you know, Chad was a ultra superstar and, you know, we just, uh, you know, the few times we interacted out in public, we, we, we didn't like set each other up for that, you know? Yeah. 
Now we we had to bring in our, our third co-host of the night, the the guy that you share your tequila taste with over there, Travis. What's going on, T? There we go. Nice. Pleasure to meet you, Cap. Pleasure to meet you. Heck yeah. I love Look, the beer. Two of them. Dude, I saw the clear. So I wanted to chat. I wanted to try the clear. I saw that at the local Kroger, and I was like, I really want to buy that. And I was like, I just don't know if like it packs a punch oh, like this. Dude, this guy's wow. a menace to society. <laughs> it's good. I'm here four seconds, Shane. That's a man. It's good. You want me? You want me? Oh, you want you to want to try it? I thought you. Yeah, yeah. To please, it. please, please, Shane. That would be great. All right, now that now that the show's about to get off the rails, I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to hop off here and get to work. But uh, you guys have a have a wonderful night and and uh, Shane, it was it was great. Yeah, you like, like, yeah. like you said, yeah. No, <laughs> Shane, I got a question. That was me. I got to play music. It's a running bit, so I did that to him. Oh, you dick! Uh, how did you come across Class A Azul? Because I got a funny story about it actually. So uh, I. I been places where I just saw it on the shelf and, you know, maybe ordered a drink of it or whatever. Um, I think there's a, I went to a tequila bar somewhere and they just had like entire walls full of like all kinds of stuff. And and, the, and I just thought the bottles look cool and right, I had right. it before. So that was like the second time. And then uh, you go to like a total wine or like one of the, those big, huge like liquor stores or whatever. You know, they always see those like behind the glass type right, stuff. Right, right. You're just like, eh, I'll take that one. Yeah, I. Uh, the reason why I asked that was because I just came across that like a year ago. Um, I went to my first uh, Hispanic um, wedding. And so after it, I'm seeing like 10 of these in rotation walk. Like people are walking around with these bottles. And I'm like, that's a beautiful vase to get the, the, uh, the alcohol in. That's awesome. Yeah, and they're like, it's a great vessel. Like, they have i was like how do they have all the same vases and they go no that's where the, the tequila comes in and i was like where are you getting this from i was like that thing is a masterpiece and he's like <laughs> they were like they were like here you can only have they give me like that much and i'm like why do i only get this much I'm like, they're like oh it's a pretty expensive bottle and i looked it up and i was like i saw the the list of all the different bottles and creations that yeah there's have. like a black one a gold one dude there's some beautiful ones i looked up actually there's a there's an interview they had i think it was with two chains I believe these two chain does those interviews of like uh, exotic stuff randomly, like really expensive, like weed and drinks and such. They made him one, but they they tested out a bottle that was like twenty grand for the bottle, and I'm like, like this is out of I, I paid one hundred fifty dollars for that, and I I still brag about it. I'm like I'm like yeah, I paid one hundred fifty dollars for that bottle. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm rich, whatever. For, for a super expensive bottle like that. Uh... That thing better do a couple things behind closed doors I, I, <laughs> on demand. I tell you what, it did for me. I that was and uh, I noticed that you had uh, Casa as well on that. Um, yeah, Casamigos. I had a horrible time with that on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> horrible. We had homemade uh, margaritas. First time I ever did that, and I think I'm gonna stick to the restaurant ones. <laughs> or just get the pre-mixed ones or whatever. Did oh, you, I had pre-mixed. Do you That's do it? Do you do it on the rocks or do you blend it? Oh, uh, so we had it on a rock, one rock, because I'm a big yeah. whiskey drinking guy. So yeah. it's just a big ball that just sat in the middle of it. One of these. Oh, there you you go. Want, oh is it clear oh. clear or is that you got it handcrafted, don't you? Well, I, I got the uh... Yeah, I know what he's gonna pull out. <laughs> 
That's a subtle flex right there. That's yeah, funny. I'll drink to that. Oh, goodness. I come in here and immediately I'm calling that. There's no way he goes. I got the balls to the ball uh, <laughs> here too, but I, that was a little uh, so, clear so high water. That's you can sure. get them on Amazon. They're just like the – it's a rubber mold, but it goes inside of a styrofoam base, and it, it basically creates what they call a directional freeze. So because it has a reservoir below – it slowly freezes from the top down and pushes all the gas down. So that's why there's no bubbles in it. Now, I thought you were about to say that you had one of those $800, the, the weighted, you know, because I've only seen, unless you're using better water, that's, you, yeah. you got that just from the silicone of foam. Cap, I'm on the same. I'm on the same thing, Cap. I'm like, my water's different. My water's so different. It, it, it might cost you $49 on Amazon. Really? Okay. So what regular ice cubes in your house? Are they cloudy? Regular? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so I, 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 I got to buy this now. Yeah. I'm some. fucking mind blown right now. Do I have some that are square, but you see they've got. Yeah. See, I originally thought he was doing that and shaping it from the block to get online. No, this is just. Dude, that one looks, is that the same one? That one looks clear. Well, probably because my hand touched it. This oh, would be like. Right out of the band, so it's got that looks beautiful. Okay, yep, I got. I got to find that. Yep, you got a you got a sale right there, dude. I was. I think I honestly think it's like around fifty dollars. And, and Cap, Cap's face when you started saying that in general was like, oh, I seen it, and I was like, oh, he's excited. Well, I saw he's Cap's buying face one. He was thinking the same thing I was thinking. I was like, why does that look so beautiful? You don't understand because I've been looking at these crazy expensive uh, ice makers and I, no. can't, I can't even get a good photo. Oh, are you talking about the ice makers that like TikTokers would throw in there and such? Fucking Probably. <laughs> Language, not a problem. Is that a no. Okay. Well, fuck, right. you didn't watch that with Clark. Just a clip. I've tried not to do any clips that are too. Cat, show that again. What was that? So uh, search for ice press. Is that what it is? Do you have ice, a Yeah, it, probably what you were thinking. So they, they make ice presses that are, that's, oh, Shane, you are the man. Dude, what the hell is that? Because I, so uh, yeah, all my ice cubes, uh, anything like that I've tried has been cloudy. Tanani crystal clear ice ball. There you go. And it. Wait a second. I'm currently Cap, on. Cap, do you have your Zoom, or are you good? Whoop. No, I, I, yeah, I do. I seen the time, and I was like, oh man. Good man. Good man. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to go yell at some people. I'll be back in thirty minutes. Okay. okay. Sounds good. <laughs> For work. Okay, so yeah. I found him. Does he have to derobe? Like, he, he, <laughs> probably just take the hat off. He he works from home. He's in cybersecurity. And, oh, okay. uh, yeah. So I think he, he had told me earlier, he's like, Oh, I got a zoom meeting, but I can hop on till three 30. And then, you know, if you guys are still going, I'll hop back on after like whenever it's done. All right. What are we mixing? Cause if you have, if you want to get up at all, grab something and mix something special. Cause I know you had a whole spread there. Just, just let us know, you know? All right. So I'm going to make an old fashioned. All right. But I'm going to make a, a hemp CBD oil old fashioned. 
Travis is like this man. I've been on here like I literally feel like I I should have been off work right now, and I got on here, and this guy is just going crazy. He's taking Casa Casa Azul to the face. He's just little simple sugar. Okay. Okay. Some hemp oil. This is a little stronger than I probably should be using, but but it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Was that a flex right there, Dale? Was that what you just did? And then we'll put some uh, some bitters. This man is educating everyone right now, dude. I want to oh. get so I want to get better at making drinks. That's my only problem. Oh, you got a flame? What are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna toast the glass? Oh no! Wait, I'm forgetting the most important part here. <laughs> Yeah, don't forget that. This guy would have had a wild drink if he <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Syrup. Yeah. <laughs> well, when are you drinking there? What was that? Buffalo? Okay. Meanwhile, I'm I'm over here. I'm real classy. I got me some fireball. Fireball. <laughs> Mother go downstairs and get screwball. Fuck. Don't hate on screw. That's that's my favorite, dude. Oh, there we go. Yep, there it is. This guy's mad. This is a flex. This is a full flex. He's, and I love it. Dude, I want to drink that. Yeah. Could you hand us both one through the screen somehow? <laughs> well, so when you when you do that, when you do that with the flame and everything, what what like flavor are you doing with like I I've well, been... it's it's essentially gonna be um it gives you so this one is whiskey barrel oak. Okay. And so that one just gives you that flavor with it, with doing that. I've seen a lot of drinkers on TikTok, which I know you hate it, uh, but a lot of drinkers on TikTok, they do that with the burn and such. And I'm like, I've never known that that was a real thing. You got to put a little maraschino cherry on there. You even got the fancy spoon and everything. I want to buy one of those just to stir it. <laughs> I just use a normal spoon, and I feel like a freaking peasant every time I do it. I'm just like, all right, get this over with. <laughs> Is everybody doing a little finger twirl with it, and it's so sweet and cool? We're not done yet. What the hell are you doing now, Shane? This is what? phenomenal. I'm, I'm going to have to watch this back like five times just to even understand what I need to do. <laughs> Dale's going to go to his wife and try and impress her. Be like, I'm going to make an old-fashioned. Be like, hold on a second, babe. No, I just burned the house down. Now he's cutting stuff, so I'm going to chop my finger off. Oh, God. <laughs> Please, Lord have mercy. Let's not get that on video. Are you going to? Yeah, oh, yeah. This guy knows his shit. Wow. <laughs> and then you got to you gotta bend it back to, like, get the uh, oil out. <laughs> See it light up so the oil like ignited. Cheers. Cheers, man. Whoa. So now you just take it to the face. Just all of it down and it's over. All that for all that for a good old gulp. How much is that? Oh, oh you missed the greatest thing earlier, also. He has a superpower. You weren't on here for that. He doesn't get hangovers. No matter what. And so I didn't get hangovers when I was in college. 
I got them in college. I stopped getting them when I was uh, probably like 25 or 26 around that. Like he got bit by a spider, Spider Man type shit. Yeah. I'm dead serious. Like people don't believe me when I say it. And my wife was like, no, I didn't believe him either. But it's bullshit because she wakes up and she can take like halfway through the day if we have like a really late night or something. She's like, yeah, I still don't feel right, babe. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll go do this. I'll go do that. And tired of this shit. You're like, come on, rookie, freshman. She'll she'll literally like, like if we have like a bunch of people, like friends over the stay or something, she's like, yeah. She's like, it's just not fair. Like, I don't know whether I should be mad or impressed. Like I used to be impressed, but now I think I just get mad. I love that. I used to be extremely impressed with this talent. Now I'm laying in bed waiting after a long night, and I'm like, oh, I wish my I wish my man was here to uh, cuddle me, and he was down too, but he's over there cleaning the whole damn house. He's yeah. he's I think you got energy guy. off of it. Well, and, and we're both like a super, like, that's why we're a really good match. We're both very compulsive with, like, cleaning and organizing and everything. Like, you look in our fridges and everything is, like, lined up. You look in cabinets. So I'll get up in the morning, like after having a drinking and like anything that we went through, I'll like either go to the store, go somewhere and like start filling it back up like a damn grocery store aisle. You See, you keep talking about all this stuff, but yeah, you would fit so well in TikTok because that is such a damn trend. It's unreal. There's literally videos of people that go back in after like a week and they're just like a little bit of uh, what is like the little beads you take for like your washer dryer and stuff. And they just like take a little container and they fill it up and everybody's like, oh my God. And I'm like, why don't you just leave the damn container next to it? What are you doing? Like you're taking a step and you're making two steps. <laughs> you're just flying up, going through it while she's just down there snoring on the bed and everything. I love that for you though. That's I don't awesome. have TikTok. Yeah, see, that's what I said. I was like, I don't know nothing about it. My wife's always trying to show me TikToks and send them to me. I'm like, I hated it until I got it. Boys, stay strong because once you get it, no, like, no, I got it and I watched like two videos and I was like, I'm good. Well, the well, thing with TikTok, the thing with TikTok is that you create your own algorithm. So once you start liking stuff, they'll feed you stuff that you like, so you have a consistent stuff that you like. And it's really funny because my buddy got called out because I was on the phone with him and his wife, and he goes, "He had a bunch of booty shaking stuff." Didn't he, he said, "He goes, Travis, how come I have a bunch of girls shaking their butts and like?" <laughs> Shane stuff? called I'm like, it. I'm, called like, it. I'm like, Josh, you just called yourself like Josh. You're getting yourself in trouble. Your wife's right here, and he goes what and his wife knows all about it he goes you realize it's all the stuff you're liking right and he goes no i don't like that stuff no i don't know what you're talking about no Mm-mm. and i'm like josh you're an idiot dude. <laughs> Not me. that show was so good but no i came in here uh a great timing actually because i am a very big believer in this uh and i believe you guys you guys might have been talking about ocho i'd assume uh when yeah you up mcdonald's maybe uh do you believe in that do you believe in that whole thing of eating like crap and still being a great athlete? Or are no, you like- no, that 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 is that is purely a genetic defect, flaw, or superhuman ability. Yeah, Chad has that's Chad's superpower. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chad, you know, Chad played his whole career at probably what six two, six one, six two, six three, somewhere in that area. Yeah, yep, uh, six probably, two, I think. Probably played around one ninety. Um, not a big guy, but you know, muscular, but not big, uh, 190. Um, and I don't know if he ever went over or under that, you know, like no matter what he ate and just because you can believe in that for yourself, because you stay there 
there's other people that can eat very similar and I get it. He's running all this, but there is, there is definitely science behind the nutrition you put in your body and the output that your body can do because of it and the long-term effects and benefits, whether it's diabetes or, you know, heart disease or other organs and all this crap that can happen. Um, there's a reason why I gained weight after I stopped coaching or after I stopped playing. One, I was less active. Two, I ate like shit. The eating like shit part probably played the biggest role because I didn't have a lot of time when I was coaching. So it was always comfort food. What was easy? What was fast? And even if I tried to work out, I still was just, it wasn't getting off. And to the point of 50 pounds, like I, I got up to like 250 pounds and I'm, I'm not there now, but I played at like 198 to 200. And then occasionally I got up to 210 and then I get back down to 200. But uh, I got up to 250 and it was like purely because I was eating convenience food and, and, and just not, you know, I was, you know, very sedentary. And you just see a guy like him who eats whatever they want. And I think everybody knows that genetics plays a role in it. Like how people metabolize food, where it goes on their body, where they store fat, where they carry fat, all that kind of stuff. And I'm, this is a buzzkill. Can we change the subject? Yeah, no. man. <laughs> I, I, I got a good one though. Going into like a teacher mode of it. I'm like, all right, I'm learning all about this shit. <laughs> Not everyone is gonna, Ocho. I was <laughs> just going to say, I love cheeseburgers from Speedway, but I mean, you were going to teach me about that class. I, I grilled freaking uh, smash burgers two nights ago. <laughs> oh, I love it. Sorry about bu burning a buzzkill. I was just going to say, I, I'm 160 pounds. I couldn't gain weight my whole life, and I, uh, I eat. One of my favorite things growing up, every time, because I was a big baseball player, my dad gave me every hit I had, I got a three-fourth pound burger from Wendy's, and I would have like two, three hits in a game. I would eat them in the seat in, in the city. I wouldn't ever gain weight. I know Dale. Oh, yeah. Look at Dale's face. Dale's so mad that I'm just saying yeah, that. Yeah, I'm the fat ass of the I just gained weight while you saying that. <laughs> yeah, I gained eight more pounds, you fucking asshole. Yeah, Shane, don't bring your guns out. It's not the same. It's not fair. I'm, I'm recording my garage. It's hot down here. That's the only reason I'm always <laughs> in sleepless shirt. It's down here. It's it's because I'm fat and I need to I need to cool off. And if I play a fan, it's gonna cut into the audio. <laughs> Trust me, it's not. It's not because I'm showing off any. He's doing this for you guys. Dale reminds you don't want me to start sweating. <laughs> Dale reminds me of one of my best friends from Cincinnati that I that I who did not play ball, a guy named BD. I don't know if you've ever heard of him or know him, but I don't think so. Buddy of mine named BD. Uh, you remind me of him, so I, I keep seeing his face when I'm talking. <laughs> That's so funny. But he's your buddy, right? So we're good. It's, it's not good. Like yeah, we're good. Like guy you hate. This prick I didn't like. <laughs> Every time I look at you, I didn't try to. I, I want to punch that son of a bitch. Punch it. Just randomly sneaks in and be like, so why'd you talk to my wife? Like, what? I didn't do that. <laughs> that wasn't me. I didn't do it. So you went to Virginia Tech. Yes. See, this is what I did. Travis, this is what we did with Clark. I would try to circle back for a little bit. That was the one that it, I, we found our roles in just like two episodes of this podcast. They was just yeah. randomly going to be like, all right, so so here we got on the notes right here. I'm like, yeah. so, you eat burgers? Like, what do you do? What are you drinking? So I was tipped off by a friend who shall remain anonymous. 
which was also the same friend who already screamed me about the car and shoe collection you don't have. And that nearby Radford, which I think might be your hometown, which is a college, he said that was a spot, something about a girl he dated, and it has a three-to-one female-to-male ratio and was a spot to be. Do you know anything about that, or is that too incriminating? Oh, I thought you were about to say I dated a girl that he dated. Uh, No, 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 no. I was extremely. He was just asking if you knew anything about Radford, the college. Oh yeah, so so Radford University is uh, not my hometown. I was born in Radford Hospital, grew up in Pulaski County, like right ar- across the river. Okay, kind of like being Covington, Cincinnati, whatever. Got you. Uh, so close. Very close. Um, but Radford University was probably a ten or fifteen thousand univers, you know, like size school. Uh, a nursing school, mostly nursing school. So yes, there were more females than males. And it was about 25, 30 minutes away from Blacksburg. So might've been a few times where we. He just said, he said that women would literally fight over guys when he would go there and stuff. Like, I don't know anything about that. I played the fifth. Everything you say. All right. One, two, two, three, four, fifth. I love. It. <laughs> <laughs> what a hey, at least at least he got us something out of this one. He didn't get me nothing. Yeah. Out so of what happened one. with that? Because I'm like, you're going off. You're you're trying to double down on this one that you've somebody already didn't do good on you the first time. You're like, maybe this one's right. He's a really good <laughs> friend of mine. Okay. Uh, no, no, he he is correct. It was, uh, you know, it, it's a. Uh, it's a smaller school. Virginia Tech is a mostly engineering school. So, you know, the history of engineering and agriculture, predominantly male. And then you have, um, maybe not so much in today's world, but to a degree, still more probably male dominated. And then, you know, there's a little bit of a small veterinary school. There's a little bit of all the, you know, the, the social, you know, uh, liberal arts and all that kind of stuff is all there. But, Probably 55, 45 male women, maybe 50, 50. Hell, I don't know. Uh, but Radford yeah. is definitely like. Yeah, outbalanced, yeah. like, and you could tell. Yeah. Like, I think that's. So, whatever. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. We'll get... So, Radford. Is, the party that every guy in college actually wants to go to is there instead of the one that they went to. Well, that's what I have heard. Yeah, allegedly, allegedly. Heard that. (laughs) The one girl that walks into that house, there's 25 guys there, like, finally. She's like, oh, hell, I'm getting out of here. (laughs) How would guys act in that situation, you know? Oh, I've seen it. It's the funniest shit in the world. I've been at parties where bangers. Supposed to be, like, because there's a couple big schools around here that party. But, you know, like, from a guy version first before you continue. So, you know, 20 dudes hanging it out. The version. It's the funniest shit. And it's then a, it's three like, girls three girls show up to the party finally, and it's like, it's oh, my God. Of lions. It's a pack of lions yeah. finally seeing Prey for the first time. Well, I just wonder what it's the reverse hours. is like. like and I watch it. I'm like, that? holy hell, these girls got to get it's, out of here. What the hell is it, happening? It, it, it tends to be petty. Oh, yeah. then, and then the guys start going so off the, each other there, and everything. There's a difference between um, – an estrogen pack and a, and a testosterone pack, you know, like it's, it's different. I don't know. Like I have never, I have never been 
in the in, around a bunch estrogen pack that was like, mm, that fat motherfucker right there looks fucking mm, good. I, sorry, I, sorry, Travis went off the rails. What? What? So you think somebody? You think me? What? So Shane, you were all pro and Pro Bowl in two thousand and five. Nails back to his own card now. He's go ahead. Where is your jersey located? My jersey. Your Pro Bowl jersey. Oh, my Pro Bowl jersey. It's actually in Cincinnati right now. It is that heirloom framing getting framed at this very moment. Oh, you have to start recording with it right behind you like Clark did. I mean, that's the only thing Clark had in his room. That's all he had in his room. Is right here. Hey, look at. And this is my travel agent joke. Did you ever think of being a travel agent? Because you've played for so many teams and so many different Dude, I didn't teams. even realize you played for that many damn teams. Holy hell. Dude, ten, ten different teams. It's on the notes, see? <laughs> ten different teams. Some of them more than once. And then here's the Virginia Tech wall. This so someone, man. Someone got the collections wrong. It's Hold funny. on. Subtle flex. There's, these are a couple of subtle flexes. Okay, I don't know if anybody's asked. But this. I absolutely love it. I don't know if anybody's asked this one. You played on ten different teams and everything of that nature. This is a Bengals podcast. You don't have to be favored to do the Bengals, but what was your favorite moment or team to play for? What year? Or both? Like you could have two different ones there with that. Uh, Dabble with it. You know, favorite moment in a game as far as like uh, memorable experience was probably. 2000, January of 2014, I had a game winner in the playoffs with uh, New Orleans. So that's probably like the most memorable, like pro uh, moment with that because, you know, all we, all they had heard about all week was how Saints never won on the road. Saints never won on the road. Blah, 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 blah. Cold weather, cold weather, cold weather. And it was cold. We were in Philadelphia. And, you know, we drove down the field. We, we kicked the field goal in the last play of the game. And it was, you know, it was, a, it was a really cool feeling to have, especially on the road, because you get to truly experience the emotion of the entire stadium that hates you. And usually that's stronger than when they love you. So, you know, I've kicked game winners in home stadiums. I've kicked them in away stadiums. But for some reason, it's just more fun in an away stadium. Um, Get everybody to but, shut up. Yeah, yeah. Because you kind of have mind control. Because, like, if you make it, everybody shuts the hell up. Yeah, they're done. Uh, now, now, if you miss, then it gets really loud. But, um, you know, but as far like sentimentally, my favorite moment was probably – in 2015 with Atlanta. Um, so my father passed away on a Tuesday in November. And on Wednesday, my sister and I, or he passed away on Monday. On Wednesday, we're setting up funeral arrangements. And we're driving around mm -hmm. and my, and, and where my dad lived. And I got a call from my agent and I was not on a team. So luckily, I was not playing at this time. And... I got a call from my agent and he said, Hey, Atlanta's kicker just got hurt. They want to bring you in for a workout. I was like, Hey, listen, like my father just passed away. I'm, you know, getting his funeral lined up, all this stuff taken care of. I was like, 
if you tell them that as long as I can come work out tomorrow and then come back for my dad's funeral, I'll do it. And they were like, he's like, all right, let me ask him. Asked them, they said it was fine. So Thursday, which was Thanksgiving, I fly to Atlanta. I have a workout, me versus one other guy. I make every single kick I, I make. Like I made everything they put me, they lined me up to kick to make. And was just lights out, had tears in my eyes the whole time. Because all I'm thinking about was every time my dad and I were like working out as kids and when he pushed me and when he would work out with me uh, and shag my balls and all these things. So my, I literally emotional the whole time. And I can tell this story now without like breaking down. I used to be always like, bro, you're getting me there. Dude, I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna stop asking fucking questions, man. Cause I'm like, that's <laughs> twice. I'm, I'm like, dude, like, I need just need to make funny statements and not ask questions. I'm gonna hit the damn bottle. Again. No, I'm coming up on five years of losing my dad, and I'm sitting over here like dude. I'm still not over it. And I was gonna yeah. tell you, like, I I'm am so sorry, sorry for your loss, big boy. No, thank you, and I appreciate that. You don't get over it. You don't. No, well, I'm telling you right now, like, my eyes are watering. I can just, I, I can tell it without it having to fall into this deep gloomy place yes that's so that's real healthy and because i gave myself a chance to grieve when i had the time to do it i was able to do it but But you still don't forget about your dad absolutely so so going through this moment and i make all my kicks i have no idea what the other guy did because i didn't even watch him kick which normally most guys watch each other you know slap each other dap and hey good kick whatever I'm like, I don't give a fuck what he's doing. It was it was a friend of mine. Like, I knew the guy, but I didn't give a fuck what he was doing. My job was to go there, make kicks, and make my dad proud. And I walk off the field. I have no idea how this other guy did. He walks over to me and gives me a hug. Well, I just break down, you know. I'm like tearing up, whatever. And, you know, they, they bring a guy into the locker room that's like the, the guy that tells you, like, hey, we're either going to keep you or we're going to send you back home, you know. And I had no idea what they were going to do. And he walks up to me and he's like, hey, Shane, come here. He was like, hey, we got you a flight to get back home. Uh, you know, your flight's in, in about uh, five hours. And I was like, well, why so long? And he's like, well, you got to go get your equipment and get ready for practice. We have practice in a couple of, in, in like an hour and a half. And I was like, oh, shit. And like the coolest thing about that whole moment was they understood how I felt. And when I went and I got my equipment in Atlanta and my, I was sitting in my locker, Dan Quinn, which, by the way, I did not know who he was. Um comes and sits at my locker besides me and puts his arm around me and like really like gives me like this warm feeling of like, I feel what you're feeling and I understand and I have empathy and, and, and it was this really cool moment from the rest of that day on, like I had people throughout the entire organization from the owner to the GM, everyone like walk up to me and say, Hey, we're praying for you and your family. And then, uh, I take a minute if you need to. I, <laughs> I, I had break. I, I had practice with the team. They flew me back home. I went and had a Thanksgiving dinner with my mother and my sister. And the next morning, I my truck was actually there because I was there 
because my father was terminally ill in a hospital. And um, so I had my vehicle there. So then the very next morning, like after Thanksgiving dinner, or actually, yeah, the very next morning after Thanksgiving dinner, I drove to Atlanta and, or I drove to my, my, where my dad lived. I went to the funeral and then straight from the funeral drove to Atlanta. And when I got there, um, you know, they were just so accommodating to me and, and really took care of everything I needed for that time and ended up going, uh, forget who we played that day, but had like a couple field goals. And I just remember like walking out onto the field and, and going through pregame warmup and I was numb and. It was like by, an out of body experience. Yeah. Almost. But then like, like when the game started, you know, I was so used to compartmentalizing like everything that. Uh, I wasn't compartmentalizing. I was saying like my dad never got to watch a lot of my games because maybe they were on, you know, on TV or they weren't on TV or whatever. Uh, but, and when he was sick, you know, I wasn't on a team, so he couldn't watch me play. Well, now maybe he can watch me play. And, you know, I, I believe there's also a level of, you know, where, where does your faith put you as where you believe in certain things and all that. But it just gave me a comforting feeling to know that like my dad was in a lot of pain and that now maybe he can watch me play and he can know that when he was in hospice and he kept telling me when he was in his deathbed, well, have you worked out today? Have you trained today? Where did you go kick? Where did you, what did you do today? And I'm like, dad, I'm here to see you. And he's like, no, I want you to go train. Like you're not done yet. You're not done. And it meant so much to me to be able to like finish what he wanted me to finish. And it was after that season that I ended up retiring. And it was, it was cool to know that I got to do what I told my dad I was going to do. So yeah. it was a really cool feeling for me. Yeah. Dude, that was a fucking beautiful story. And again, I am sorry for asking a question. I don't know no. what happened in the 45 minutes before I got in here. <laughs> but I have asked two questions that have buzz killed and made two grown men cry. Holy shit. Ah, man. You, you still have your dad, Travis? I do. I do. You, you better call that man soon. You better call that man soon. Dude, y'all are going to make it dark. I'm, I'm telling you, man. When you, when you, my dad was my, my best friend. Hey. I got the same name as him. Like, and he hadn't spoken a couple days before he oh, passed and stuff. And before he passed, he was at hospice. He looked up. I said, I love you, Dad. And he looked up at me and said, I love you too, son. Like, I'll never forget that. And I said, I didn't even deserve it. You know, like my sister Kim took way more care of him. She's a nurse. And she was there the whole time he was sick with multiple myeloma. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't. Did it all in there. He goes, fuck this. This story made me <sighs> have to put the whole damn bottle I got in there. Hey, I'm going to go check on my dog real quick and I'll be right back. Hey, just make sure that uh, when you check on your dog, just wash your hands. Yeah, I'm in my garage, so you can't do it. <laughs> What's the joke with that? What happened with that? Oh, God, what did I miss, dude? He's, he's, 45 he, minutes, he was texting our group saying it was such a good time. I come in here. I'm busting ass at work. I'm a mailman, so I'm sliding this mail in on mailboxes. I'm flying. I'm like, dude. So while he's checking on his dog, it means he's going to the bathroom. I love it. What the hell? That's funny. Cause I was like, I was like, your dog, where the hell? What are you, is your dog making noises outside? What's going on? No, dude, but that was a beautiful story. And uh, 
I, I don't want to say that I feel like I've given like a different vibe to this. Because no, 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 no. No, I, I, I feel like it definitely hit a lot of realism because I haven't gotten, you know, I just started. You guys have been probably having a great time for 45 minutes. It's like getting thrown in. I'm just like, how's everybody doing tonight? Well, you know, the thing I can say is that, you know, my wife lost her mom to ALS. My wife lost her father to a heart attack very soon after that. So those are things that we're so fortunate that we had such strong relationships that we don't, we don't look back with any regret. So we can say the reason it hurts so much is because it was so great before. So we can be very thankful and grateful to have that. And I think it's healthy to have emotion. I think it's healthy to show your emotion and wear it on your sleeve uh, when the time is right, obviously. But I, I don't find it to be a super sad thing. Like it's, it's, it's honestly the fact that I felt that way telling that story, I keep looking back and forth because I don't know where the camera is. On my I, I love it. Yeah. Um, but the fact that I can tell that story and get emotional, I don't find it as sad. I find it as to be honestly happy because to me, it's, it's like I was so fortunate to have that relationship with my father that I don't feel that when I get emotional telling a story, whether I'm sober or having a drink or two or not, like it doesn't matter. I'm always going to feel that way. And I can try to fight off the emotion, but yet I'm proud that I feel that and I'll never be ashamed of it. And I know there are certain people that are like, Oh, don't, you know, don't be a sis. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm actually proud to have that emotion because it means that I was proud of the way my father raised me and hope I can be that way one day. Definitely two two things on that one, and I'll go I'll go uh, real, and then I'll go funny after. Um, I that is awesome to have that emotion and stuff. It makes it more alive than yeah, like past. Like it's not past; it's still current. Everything is with yeah. you. Yeah, wear it on your sleeve. I'm not a person to show emotion too too much, except for anger. I've always told people I'm born angry, but <laughs> I think that's the redhead in me. I don't know, but I to have that to be able to talk that walk through that whole story, show emotion, but still carry it. It was really, it was really cool to see that. For hey, you. hey, before you get your, com- before you get your comedy out, cause I just want to say like, I think the same way, like I'm off camera for a minute. I need a minute. Not being on camera. <laughs> I was going to say, no, God. the funny part is Cap has no, the comedy is Cap has no idea what he walked into right now but, from what happened prior to now. We, we just got talking about that, our dads and we miss them and stuff. And Shane was telling him incredible, an incredible story about oh. when he went to Atlanta and did was dry out when his dad good. passed. Like, but then I, I got me thinking I missed, about uh, y'all talking about that, but I'm glad I wasn't here because I, I would have been a mess talking about my dad. So yeah, same. That's what happened to me. I made two grown men cry. I didn't mean to. Yeah. I had to work. Yeah. I didn't know what happened. Yeah, this, prior. Is all, this is all Travis, the comedian's fault. It's my fault. I, I go. Okay, I, I told Shane. When Maybe if you had a soul, you would have done better. Hey, hey, that's that's fucked up, man. That's fucked up. <laughs> I actually got a funny bit. I, it's a. Uh, Ginger on ginger high school, crime right there. In, in high school, in high school, uh, <laughs> uh, April Fool's, an April Fool's paper. Uh, I didn't know it was April Fool's Day. I didn't realize what happened or what the article was. On one of the articles, it says that gingers are a race, and it, it like described of like yo, like uh, we've been discriminated against the sun for far too long. We need compensation for what we've been through. You get a lifetime of sunscreen. You get this. You get a trip to Florida. This and that. I read it and I thought it was real. I was excited. Lo and behold, 
no, we just don't have souls and, you know, we're not recognized. We just get burnt all the damn time. Wow. I, and, and if you notice, I can get burnt without even being in the sun. This stuff burns my face a little bit. I've noticed that you're red. I just didn't know if, like, are you in Ohio? Are you in Florida? Where are you at? You can I'm get burnt in Ohio. Michigan. No, I, I did sit out on my porch and, 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 and read a little bit the other day when it was really sunny, like in my face. So maybe it's a sunburn, but I think this has darkened as I've done this. Yeah. Done what? What is that? What is that again? This is an old fashioned. That's what it is. Fucking, you missed the cat. He did a whole ordeal. Ooh, baller. He you know, he, he said he's new, but he's doing it right from the start. I love well, it. That, that's you know, that that attention to detail. I, I may be new to uh, drinking bourbon on the rocks or drinking it neat, but I'm not a rookie drinker. So I have been into like making drinks and doing stuff. So like my wife and I, every time we go somewhere and someone like makes this drink that she wants to make or that we both just want to try the whole drink menu or whatever – we end up like coming home and like experimenting and figuring out like how to make all these things. So like I've got stuff over here to make a freaking uh, pickle martini. I've got stuff over here to make, uh, well, just drink tequila. I'll just do that. I don't have everything over here, but I, but I brought all the fixings to make quite a few. My mirrors. Yeah. He shaved, he shaved that. And I'm like, I don't know what happened in the first 45 minutes. I don't know if he's like, okay or not, but he's got a knife in his hand with an orange sliding <laughs> it. I'm like, are we going to see a finger go off tonight? Yeah. This so thing's sharp. Was, All right. What, what kind of knife? And uh, it is a. Hankles. Uh, Z willing. Can, can run. He don't even yep. know. It's, I, it's it's yeah, not it's, familiar. It's, it's, it's the Hinkle's uh, yeah derivative, I think. Good good quality stuff. Hey Shane, can that, I ask real quick uh, if you got another yeah. ten or fifteen minutes still with us and stuff? I'm I ain't going anywhere. So okay, well, Bengals and Bourbon, Bengals and Bourbon's getting off work, and he's got a he said he about ten or fifteen minutes he could jump on for a little bit before he's got a house show. I, I told him they can boot me for for Matt to come in because he deserves it. I. I told him, Dale was like, I don't know how long we're going to have. I was like, and I messaged Shane last night. I go, watch, y'all think this is a game. He's going to be on here for three and a half hours, and your ass is going to be trashed in the first hour <laughs> like last episode. Well, Dale, did your mascara run? I guess I got to I guess I gotta go three hours and 45 minutes to beat Clark, right? <laughs> yeah, or at least three hours and 35. I'm even late. Shit. <laughs> End of that episode, I was... Me no, I'm back. I'm good. Sometimes if I cut my camera off, it's it's for a different reason. But just, what do you say, Dale? Call smoke me. a cigarette. Oh, <laughs> Dale, I, Dale, I swear I thought you were talking some wild shit right now. And I'm like, I'm a oh, teacher, man. I'm a teacher. I try not to like smoke on the camera and stuff. <laughs> I'll drink. <laughs> like, so, so basically what you're saying is if that one of your students watches this podcast, they won't see you smoke. But they'll hear you say that you smoked. Now you drank. Now they will, because you guys made me explain it. Well, because fucking bricks. Last time you weren't talking about smoke. You were talking about putting somebody on a table. All right. My wife. Like three hours in, and I'm like, Dale, you're just going off the rails right now. Well, it's Clark's fault. I'm watching Cap's eyes over here. I'm. Uh... <laughs> 
So, Shane, uh, yeah, I, you I try, started I try your to career out after Virginia Tech with the <laughs> Richmond speed of the Arena Football League. How was it to kick in the Arena Football League? Uh, it sucked. I'll be honest with you. Um, no, it, it was actually fun. But the way that that game even happened was – I don't even know if, like – I hadn't even – like NFL training camp or anything hadn't even started yet. I don't I don't know if the draft had even happened yet or not. I don't think it had. Maybe it did because I did not get drafted. I even – I did not even get signed, like, on draft day as an undrafted free agent. But – Wow. So a, a buddy of mine who who played and coached, he was the kicker, and, and I guess he coached special teams or some shit. I don't know what he was doing. Um, for the Richmond Speed, he got injured. And he called me, and I just happened at the moment to be, like, visiting, like, my college girlfriend at the time who lived near Richmond. And he's like, hey, I got a, I got a favor to ask. Like, I got hurt. Like, is there any way you can come in and like play this week for me or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, when he called me, I was actually out on a field kicking, like working out at the moment. I was like, sure. Why not? So I go, I show up, I have one practice with the team. Uh, Realized the snapper and holder, just guys who had never snapped and held before and was like, Oh God, this is going to be fun. So we play one game. They, uh, they make me the last guy introduced with like the fire and the flames and shit, like coming up, like nice. the freaking kicker. Like, come on, bro. Oh, yeah. The like, spotlight's don't, on you, baby. Don't put Hold on. Place. That's a subtle flex. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're the last guy out. I'm not no, done with the story no, yet. No, no, no. It was because I had just finished playing for Virginia Tech, which Richmond is a very stronghold Virginia Tech alumni like place. So they were trying to use that as like, okay, we had just played for a national championship that year. We lost to Florida State, but we were really good that year. So that was like their thing. It was like, hey, we just signed this new player. He played for Virginia Tech, blah, blah, blah. Um, Needless to say, I think I missed like everything but one PAT. Like I think I tried like two field goals, missed them both, missed a couple PATs. My kickoffs were fine, uh, either into the net or over the net or something like that. But it was like, it's hard because not just because the, the goalposts are narrower, but I was so used to snap hold kick being really fast in college, like high level college, like it's 1.27, 1.28, whatever it is. And in this league, you have to go slow because the snapper and holder aren't very good. Don't know what the hell they're doing. Don't know what they're doing. And, like they don't they don't allow like an outside rush or something. So like you don't have to worry about someone blocking it off the edge. So really no one really tries to block the kick. So you go really slow. Well, I was so used to going and, and even beyond that, like my average career get off time in my entire career was one point two seven. I was so used to going at a faster speed that I was kicking the ball out of the freaking holder's hands before he could even like get his finger on top of it and it was like oh so then like like, i just like slowed down and was like all right right right, right. lean it that way lean it that way okay (laughs) which is what it seemed like it wasn't what i was doing but But in your head it was because you're so used to going so much faster it was not having the ball and a professional kicker a good kicker is just 
not you know you don't have a set and he just kicks that shit like, like, you, like you just know like when when clark snaps it and kevin catches it and puts it down the kicker knows it's gonna be where they expect it and that's part of the whole trust circle that they have yeah which i think is that? huge like it's a whole unit Dale, I, I got a wild idea if they'd be willing to do it, but maybe sometime this summer we all get together and just maybe five, ten-minute video. Let's see if the combo of Shane, Kevin, and Clark can get us to successfully kick a field goal. Oh, God. Like like us coach you? Vir- yeah, virtual virtual coaching. Because I've honestly, my fat ass would have to be like the holder. I, I almost want you to kick, how, how but I can't touch my coach. I, I said this last episode. I was a center in sixth grade football. Oh, well, there's there's long snapper. I'll snap oh. that bitch. Wait, you were a center or a long snapper? Uh, both. Just a center. No, oh, I did long snapper too. Can, can you center. throw a football? That's yeah. what Clark said. I see. I couldn't. Yeah. I used to play. I used to play rugby in uh, college as a little bullshit thing. So I like. I <laughs> oh, that's a subtle flex. I'm multi-talented. I Ladies, also played I rugby in college. Rugby. Well, I could play rugby. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I. What was your I, What was your major in college? Uh, it was criminal justice. What was your What was your minor? I didn't. I didn't graduate. Didn't care. As soon as I got a little farther that, into that, I was like, I'm here for a party in baseball, and that's all. Well, a lot of smaller schools, I can speak for – I live two hours away from the stadium in Portsmouth, Ohio, and, like, you don't really have minors, you know? No, <laughs> yeah. you, had minor, you had minors in the school that I was at. I just – Well, you you could if you wanted, but you didn't have – like. You know. I, I can I, tell you like, I got recruit. I got recruited to play baseball there, but I didn't understand the uh, – that I was going to a private Catholic school and it was extremely fucking expensive. And so I was just partying in baseball and, you know, what I thought it all was. And then I was $45,000 in debt. And I'm like, how the hell did this happen? All I you drank should, was Natty Light. You should have gone to BYU. Nah, I, I, I didn't have the grades for it in college. Aren't they like the best school, though. Pardon? Aren't they like the best party school? Dude, I barely had the grades to make it in high school sports. Nobody told me. Nobody I, told I'm me being a smart, that important. I'm being a smart ass. No, it's no, clearly not I, the best party school, you jackass. No, you didn't the best pick party up on that. Me is there, there's a school BGSU and they get down. Bowling Green State University. Hey, yes. hey, my big ass had a scholarship at my little college and around here for soccer. Hey, wait, what? what? Everybody's confused about that. <laughs> No. I wasn't always yeah, so mad, you motherfucker. Captain, you said it. You said that out loud. That was disrespectful. I didn't say that. I can just uh, picture this absolute unit with the ball, and everybody's like, oh, hell no. Yeah. No He's trucking down the field. We go, no, this is. I played scary. football up till seventh grade, but like I had no line, and hey. I, played, I played quarterback. And uh, just, I'm pretty sure I have CTE even from that up till seventh grade, from third grade to seventh grade. So I was like, I got to switch sports. I can't do this anymore. And really, I just like basketball more than anything. Do, do you know who Diego Maradona is? Yeah. So he wasn't always a super skinny guy. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I used to be skinnier. But, but. I mean, I want to see Shane light up a, a returner. I, I bet he could lower his shoulder right now. I mean, look at his build. He could. 
Let's, yeah, let's right now. Ahead, I'm just going to go ahead and do this. This is actual not flex. Be a subtle flex. This is going to be a flex. Flex, flex. Nice. Full on. I love how we're pre-drinking uh, before the flexes now. Mm-hmm. So, I think in my career I had 31 tackles. I think. Oh. But, but in the NFL, I yes, I do. Oh have my the, God! I do have the NFL record for most tackles in a season, a single season. Uh, hey, hey, Darren Simmons probably does not Graham. like that stat. Well, unfortunately, that stat means that they were bringing them out of the end zone back then yeah. because we're picking from the 30, right? So if it goes in three deep, five deep, seven deep, the return or the coverage team was further back. So they had more time to set up their returns. They had two three man wedges back then. Like it was a different world. So, and then you add in the Devin Hester's, the Josh Cribbs, the Leon Washington's, like these little guys who could, or not little, but like these guys who could dart in between spaces, but also run people over as well. Uh, so when I had 11 tackles in one season, uh, I think three or four of those tackles were Josh Cribbs in uh, Cleveland. That's funny. Because he was about to house those sons of bitches. Well, yeah. And and, and so deep into my career, I was like, I've never had one. Like, you know, and I was was not subtle flexing. I was like, no one's ever returned one on me. And then we are playing against Buffalo. And this is like 2005, maybe. I don't don't know what year it was. Anybody else just hear that? What? Let me just flush the toilet. No, my wife's upstairs uh, blending something, making like a protein shake. Oh, I was like, did I just hear a flush? What happened? Did it just stop? Yeah, continue. Yeah, my wife's upstairs blending something. So anyway, um, so we're playing Buffalo. We kick off to them. They run like a a reverse or something and get like 30, 40 yards. Somebody makes a tackle. It might have been me. I don't think it was. Then we kick off to them again. And Darren was always like, it's got to be outside the numbers. It's got to be outside the numbers. So I kicked off deep right, outside the numbers, like three or four yards deep in the end zone from the 30. So like 73, 74-yard kick like in the end zone. 72 yards. Fake reverse maybe. I don't know what it was. This guy comes running down the sideline and like no one's touched him. And I go to like – make my move and leverage him and use a sideline as my 12th defender, you know, and, I'm, and, I, and I've got like my shoulders square. Everything's good. All of a sudden, boop, I get blocked. And this guy just goes untouched like, for a touchdown. And I was like, well. Honestly, I would have been happy that I got blocked because like if it was you gave it up and you completely just whiffed and like oh, got I, juked, no. you know what I mean? I think that would be worse, like. I, I, I take I took pride in the fact that I understood how to leverage and how to tackle. Yes. If and the thing is, is like if I were to miss a tackle, more than likely, unless I'm diving and I like miss their shoestring, that's different. But like being in position and missing a tackle means you usually make the return a redirect. And that's your whole goal. If you don't make the tackle, make them change direction. So what happens is that the guys that are catching up to you or are creating the angles are able to come and be your support. So you want to either make tackle them 
or create a change of direction that brings them back to where your support's coming from. And in this moment, I got blocked, so I couldn't do any of that, and that guy just went untouched. Hey, that's and, not your fault. You did yeah, everything you could. I mean, I, I guess I could have kicked it out of the back of the end zone, maybe. Eh. I got a question for you. You hold yourself really true and powerful to your tactical and ability here. Uh, there's another person that is a kicker that played for the Colts. That oh God. Uh, You're Colts. not going to bring him. I, I'm going to start doing a fucking, every time you bring up uh, fucking Pat McAfee, I'm going to fucking have to like. Sir, smoke sir. crack. I'm going to have to buy crack and smoke sir. some of that for Clark the first time. did the whole life. interview thing with him and he's talking about tackling. Pat was known for tackling as well as kicking. Go ahead. Pat. I'm the whole fireball while I ask this question. Who do you think tackles better, you or Pat? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to compare us. I feel like the fact that I, I have coached tackling in special teams and, and even defensive drills and as a coach. And when I played, like we did a lot of tackling drills and I always volunteered to do tackling drills. So I knew how to do them so that even if I didn't do it perfect, I still understood certain things. I think Pat, ended up being in position to make some really good sideline tackles where he could throw his weight into them. And oh, look better. So, so they look good. Now, I'm not trying to say this in a way that, like, who was a better tackler? But, like, I took pride in the fact that I practiced it and I felt like I was good at it. Now, that doesn't mean I was better or worse. I'm just saying – I felt like in my mind I had prepared enough to be the best kicker at it. So you were driving shoulder on the opponent and he was just throwing body. No, maybe, maybe he prepared just as much as me and was just as good or, or better. Maybe he was. I've seen seen Pat just run like, like a madman at people and just throw his body at him to get him out of the sideline. It was a big eruption. Oh, Pat McAfee's a fucking pussy. If he wants to debate that, he can come <laughs> on my fucking show and talk to me about it. Hey, Dale, I didn't say Have that. Have me on your show, Pat, you fucking pussy. No, Dale, I, see, this I was going to another question, so I just was like, I'm going to just say some shit. I wasn't I saying all that. No, that was for me, not Shane Graham, for the, for the record. Yeah, hey, hey, Dale, how good are you sharing I'm not, I'm not, Cap. I'm not good at any oh. of this, and and I, and that's why, like Travis, I'm, I got to teach Travis how to use the Streamyard platform so he can start doing all this more. So, so, Dale, is that what you, Dale? You so she, she was talking her? about it. If you look on YouTube, Terrence McGee Buffalo Bills highlights at two fifty five into the video. Is is where it starts that that kickoff return. Does anybody anybody just notice that Shane is? A... Shane, you have a drink in front of you, Shane. Why? Cap is trying to say knowledge, and Shane. I, I, I heard it. Terrence McGee. There's the video. He found it. I was paying attention. Yeah, but yeah, I can't yeah. play it because I'm terrible at this stuff. My question was going to be. After I shit talk Pat McAfee, even though <laughs> I like Pat McAfee, I, I, I told me you're going to ask a question involving Pat McAfee after you just no, Pat McAfee. No, it's about bourbon because I'm getting ready to bring Matt on because he said he's joining. I don't know if he's ever done this, so I'm getting ready to help him if he hasn't, so we can bring him on. Right. And uh, if you could have a glass of bourbon, Shane, with anyone, past or present, who would it be?
or a drink in general, whatever, with whoever, uh, anybody. You know, That's what you think would be fun. I think I think Michael Jordan is too easy of an answer. Uh, I think I would say Joe Namath. Joe Namath. Let's make it happen. Matt, Bengals Bird joining. What's no, up, no, wait, my wait, brother? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> hold, hold on a second. So I asked I just asked him, Matt, to catch you up. If you could have a glass of bourbon with anyone, past or present, who would it be? So I'll ask you the same way he's looking this up. Okay. Any football player or just anyone in general? Anyone. Anybody. 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 Man. That's a tough question. Yeah. I don't say anyone. I'd probably go to Jim Beam. What? Just no. Jim Beam. Like Jim Beam. What about what about uh I don't know his last name's Daniels. Uh Jack. You know him? Yeah. Who's that? Never met that motherfucker. <laughs> no, he's from Tennessee though, right? Yeah. I yeah, believe Lawrenceburg. I stay down here in Portland, Ohio, never heard of him. But it but it is so so Jim is from Kentucky, not Tennessee, right? I believe so. Okay. If I would go like player, oh man, what do you guys say? Dale's only asked you. I I just drink Miller Light. <laughs> I said I said Jordan, but then I would probably go to uh, maybe Joe Namath. He'd okay. be a fun drinking buddy. Yeah, Jordan would be a hell of a time. Are you playing like you're play- so you're also like playing cards and gambling? Or talking shit, telling war stories, or whatever. <laughs> oh man! I don't stories, think oh, yeah. Jordan would make you gamble though, and then uh, you, you know what? You would lose all your shit. Like maybe subconsciously, that's why I changed my 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 get or my <laughs> pick to Joe Namath. Yeah. Cap, who you got? Who's your guest? Drinking bourbon with? You know, I, it could be easy, and I could say Dale's mom. Uh, my mom just had a major stroke around Thanksgiving. And she's out on birthday. Throw that in there just to make him feel bad. She was in hospice, which is part of the reason I was crying earlier. And also, she's in a nursing home now. She pulled out of that, and she's getting ready to come home. And I was going to talk about how I cut grass for her, but thanks, Cap. (laughs) Foot and mouth. (laughs) My, you know what? My, uh, she, she's out though. Look at look at oh now he's gonna, he's gonna pile on there. No, he's going to get, go to the bathroom. That's what that is. Okay, yeah, my my dad not to not to you know go on the dad thing, but yeah, he he was in hot. So lung, lung cancer removed a lung. This dude was uh, sixty five years old, jumping off the roof of the house onto trampolines because the kids did it. Uh, broke his tailbone because he forgot the weight difference. That's the type of guy my dad was. And uh, took out a lung and hospice. But then they sent him home because he's like, okay, he's just going to keep on going. And then just decided, you know what? I've had a good life, wildlife. He was a cop. Uh, One time painted his cruiser uh, colors of Starsky and Hutch. Uh, This dude had 
Yeah. This, this dude had stories and st- I've got some of the old police reports, the stuff he used to try to pull and then explain in a police report. Uh, it's where I get some of my, my twisted sense of humor. Uh, thank you, dad. But yeah. Uh, yeah, eventually said, you know what? I'm going to start smoking again. Oxygen tank, everything. Mm. He, he went out doing what he wanted to do on his own I terms. And I we're know. all around the bed and, you know, he's non-responsive and everybody's quiet and crying. I said, doesn't it feel like any moment he's going to jump up and scare the shit out of all of us? <laughs> Everybody cracks up laughing because it that would totally be his uh his MO. But uh anyway. yeah, yeah. Well, he, and bourbon were uh everybody gets invited. Yeah, what did I jump into? <laughs> Jesus. Bengals cap came in and Shane and Dale were crying and talking stories of dads. And I'm like, I don't know yeah. what I started, and now Cap did that to you, Bourbon. But so, that that was right after the story about why did I go visit another university that was 25 minutes away because it was three to one girls to boys? And yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just asked a simple question and holy hell, it went wild. And I was like, oh my God, what's going on? I see yeah. you show on that with girls. Yeah. Shane. I did Who the that. hell I are you drinking with? That's the question that we that, started off with. That's so tough. You know, <laughs> like as far as a, a Bengals fan, Paul Brown, there, there's oh, so much sure. that I, I wish I, I knew. Um, I, I never, he, he was at training camps, you know, when I was going to training camp, when I was going to Wilmington, you know, he was there, never got a chance to meet him. You know, that, that would have been absolutely amazing. One of my biggest regrets, as far as like merchant, uh, uh, memorabilia collection, there was uh Sam Weich had, had hand painted uh, a play from the Super Bowl on a canvas for his foundation. And the, the bidding went up to three grand. And I, I, I was hesitating. And by the time they he called it, I raised my hand. Down. By the time they called it, they went ahead and gave it to, to a business. I'm like, I keep trying to tell myself I was up against a business. I wouldn't have won anyway. But uh, it was like a one, once in a lifetime opportunity to grab something like that. And, you know, but yeah, I, Bengals, Paul Brown, anybody else? I don't know. There, there's so many business leaders that. Uh, yeah. You know, you people know, who've just done everybody amazing everybody things. Athletes. Anybody in general? Say that again. Are, you, are we going with anybody in general or are we just sticking around athletes? Anyone in general? But I, it's too hard for me to answer that. So I had to go Bengals related. I'm a weird dude. So my answer is not going to be like my anybody. I'll do anybody <laughs> first and I'll do athlete. My anybody would probably be like Manson, Charles Manson. Only, only because, only because she looks so concerned. <laughs> no, no, Shane, no, 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 no. Just, just everything about that because I don't, I've, I know a little bit, but I don't know a lot, and I want to know how he became who he became. I was like, was the stuff true? Everything of that nature, yada yada. And if you know, it could just be me and his conversation. You ever I, heard of Stockholm syndrome? <laughs> what is that are you lying to me what is that have you ever heard of stockholm syndrome this guy's lying to me what is it okay so so basically this guy was so brilliant and i say brilliant not as a compliment he was very like intellectual he could convince you in one sitting of several pours of bourbon that you would believe the same thing he believed and you would be on the same page as him and you'd probably try to kill all of us. 
I'm done. No, no. I'm going to change my answer right now. Thank you for that before I went and sat down with Charles Manson. Thank you. Shane is the savior. Son of a bitch. Um, very charming, very charismatic psychopath. Nope. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, it, I, I've, that's why I got into criminal justice to begin with, at going back into the major of all that. I was really intrigued with that of just not the, not the why, not the how, but not, I guess the why was more of an answer. The how, all that stuff I didn't care, but the why, the mental, like the therapy kind of deal. I wanted to know why you snapped, you triggered, what made you pop out of real life into this fictional life you had in your head. Yeah. And that's like, he's one of the main people that's like, I mean, the, the dude is super psycho, sociopath, all these things, but the fact that he could convince other people to do all his dirty work for him. That's, is yeah. what makes him like like truly a psycho slash sociopath is that he has no sympathy he has no empathy he he can literally like lie and believe his lies and 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 maybe even not even have to feel like he's lying but truly just believe it but that's like the evil that's in this world is that people that can be that way and do stupid shit like that Okay, so maybe not bourbon. Maybe not bourbon and drinking <laughs> involved. Maybe just like an interview behind a glass door, maybe or some sort. Um, I, my other one, would, uh, celebrity, would be Johnny Depp, hundred percent. Um, Johnny Depp, not, not because of currently, but just because all around. Hey, hey, currently or not, I think he would be a very interesting person to hang out. Hundred percent. I, I disagree with that by any means. I know I'm not saying I'm not saying in a sense of like why currently I want to do it. I just mean all around in general, his you know, Pirates of the Caribbean days, you know, back growing up. I, I probably that. want to talk to him more to ask him about what it's like to come home to poop on your bed, but whatever. I tell you what, why is the better question? Why is that the prank that you want to pull? Well, but, you know, uh, athlete, I want to go Dennis Rodman. And yeah, oh shit. Jeez. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I get it. Or Charles Barkley, he sounds funny too. Dennis married himself for Christ's sake. He's, he, he's a he's a brand marketer. I mean, I have no idea if this guy's on social media or not, but he could be. He could probably cash out so big on social media if he tried. He may be. I, don't, I would assume he I is. Have no, yeah. I have no interest in it. So. <laughs> Tail. <laughs> Was it getting cold? No. Nah. But it's about to. Just figured I'd put my wig on. Man, that was crazy. I hope you all enjoyed that. That We had a lot of fun with that one. And uh, the show's just getting started. we got part two coming up tomorrow. So make sure you tune in and listen to part two with Shane Graham tomorrow.